We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, buddy? Welcome to Jack Ramsey's Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. Uh, the first show following the uh, NBA Draft Lottery where Brandon Sprague and I were on location at Bricks Tavern. Uh, kicking ass, taking names. Thank you to everyone who came out. It was packed. Absolutely packed to the gills, shoulder to shoulder. Um, I could not have had or asked for a better event, a better turnout, uh, better support. Um, everything went Absolutely awesome. Shout out technology actually working the way it's supposed to. Actually, and it worked too well. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were obviously, uh, we've talked about this a little bit. We were ahead of the stream. <laughs> so, um, again, thank you to everybody who came out. Um, oh, oh, hi. Come here. Hey, perfect timing. Perfect right. timing. Hey, hasn't right said a word. Haven't said a word the entire show. Hey, babe. Thank you. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's just like the old days. I'm not, you know, I'm not in a staircase closet anymore. But as soon as we go live, the dog wants the attention, and not, we love it. Not a word. We were talking back and forth for 15 yep. minutes before we went live. You did not hear her once. I didn't hear her one time, and then we go live, and it's like, yo, show me, give me some love. Uh, oh. I want to thank everybody for coming out to Bricks. That was an awesome time, awesome event. Uh, I love the screenshots that we saw of just us being absolutely insane idiots. <laughs> and I did some digging, so it turns out Isaac wasn't mad that we were ahead. Mm. He, the look he had on his face was more like, what is wrong with these guys? They're out of their freaking mind. Basically, yeah, like they're going crazy over this process. And so uh, I thought he was mad that we were ruining it. Our live stream on our little screen was way ahead of the but bar. About seven seconds like, ahead of the bar, which yes, is an eternity seconds. when you're talking about a lottery. And we tried not to ruin it, but like ultimately we got caught up in the emotions. And you know what? Despite what we did and people feeling how they felt, everybody still went nuts and had a great time. So it was overall, it was a good time to be had. It was nice to meet some of the listeners out there. Uh, and it was fun, man. Let's dive into this mailbag because I know there's a lot of questions with a really busy offseason. Uh, uh, I, I do have to say somebody else already asked in the uh, in the comments if we were sponsored by Move Insoles. Yes, we are. We are sponsored that one? by Move Insoles because uh, people were wondering um, about a bet between myself and one Damian Lamont, Ollie Lillard Sr. Um, 
And the thing that I put up um, was a year-long sponsorship for Move Insults on the show. Which, if you uh, care to Google that, is not an inexpensive thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) So you can imagine that what I had uh, Dane put up in return was not an inexpensive thing to do. (laughs) No, it it certainly wasn't. I I know that. (laughs) Um, you got robbed, by the way. I I, I I definitely feel like I got robbed. <laughs> I, I don't care what Dame would say here. I don't know if Dame's going to catch this episode, but if he does, I'm just going to say it. Dame, I love you, yet Danny got robbed. I um, mean, clear I, as day. I'm, I'm pretty certain Loma won that fight. Yeah. But um, that's uh, that's how this goes. So you'll see some some more integration and some ad reads and stuff like that. Um, like uh, Full disclosure. Uh, I have two pairs of move insoles next to me. I use them. It's not mm-hmm. like a thing that I don't. So, um, but yeah, so you will see move insole as a part of a presenting title sponsor for the entirety of the next year. So there you go. Congratulations to Damon Nate. You're welcome. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Congratulations to Haney, man. Getting the call him. Yeah. I just still <sighs> allowed myself to dream for a second. Um, I have a bajillion questions in the, in the, the old mailbag. Um, I will start, I think with this, the number three overall pick is not going to go for peanuts. I feel like I've had to walk people down off the ledge quite a bit over the last week of I'm terrified. They're going to give it away. Brandon, did the Trailblazers give away the number seven overall pick for OG Ananobi? They did not. Many people thought they would. They'd make a panic move. They'd take a flyer on a guy that's not been an all-star and up until this season was never an all-NBA, uh, all-defensive guy. And they, they, they held Pat and they took Shaden. Okay. Um, did they unlock any first-round picks by giving Chicago anything to go get a Jared Vanderbilt at the trade deadline? <laughs> no. Okay. They did not panic. No. Have they panicked in any of their moves since Joe's you know, taken over? I think in the moment people would say yes, but I think in retrospect you go, no, not really. So for all of the, they're going to panic. I'm terrified. Joe did they, did they is, give two, second, two first round picks for Jeremy or did they wait for Jeremy? And give them the lesser version of it. Hmm. Again, I will firmly bludgeon the front office when they start or if they make those mistakes, but panicking because GMs in the past have been stupid in their decisions, not uh, just not something you need to worry about right now. I just, I don't think that's something that you need, like a path that you need to run down. Worries about who they get, like pecking order wise, Jalen Brown, Pascal Siakam, Mikhail Bridges, OG and Adobe. I think that's a, it's a pretty large sliding scale. I think that's something you start thinking about. Or whether or not they, they, they move the pick for additional assets that get flipped into something else. Any of those things. Okay? Like, those things I don't think you really have. Or somebody in the comments right now, well, Siakam only has one year left on his deal. Jeremy Grant only had one year left on his deal. Mm-hmm. The deal's not getting done without a wink, wink, nod, nod on a, on a new deal. Right. No matter who it is. 
the Blazers are not giving up a premium asset for a one-year rental. That's not how that's happening. So everyone just breaks, pump them, chill, okay? Um, I'm just going to go through a bunch of these in order because there is a ton of them, and we'll kind of work our way through them. Uh, this from uh, Ben Miller, at Ben66Miller, do you think keeping Nurk as a backup center is an option if his contract isn't needed in a big deal? Brandon, what say you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Um, wait, 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 time out. So wait, the guy that look, God bless it. The guy that already gets currently frustrated at moments as a starting center making 18 million a year. We now think he's just going to be perfectly cool being the backup center mm. and not have those same moments. No, I mean, I, I just don't think that's realistic at all. No, I don't either. Um, I, I don't think much like the Carmelo Anthony discussion. It took him five years, five years to accept coming off the bench. Was yeah, it something like that? Yeah. Yusuf Nurkic is not going to accept that until he's thirty-four. Mm-hmm. He's twenty-eight. Yeah. Unless something like he just falls off a cliff. But he's none of like everybody always wants to put somebody on a bench or somebody put Anthony Simons as a six man. Th- those things don't happen. Money responsibility, role. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the three things that keep the NBA moving. And they don't change unless there is a drastic change in who a player is, how they perform, and how they're paid. That's... Manu Ginobili's are very, very rare. He had another professional career before he came to the NBA. He did, yeah. Like, he was a grown-ass adult when he got here. Yes. Like, he was past the, the point of, like, trying to prove anything. He was but all think, about winning, yeah. and you don't get past that stage till you're 26, 27. That's like that's when it starts. Mm-hmm. Like you can see the all of the young warriors in the playoff series. There's stuff leaking left, right, and center. That is a sinking ship. My God, Kaminga, Moody, uh, Jordan Poole, all of them. Yeah, no, I just they don't trust me. They aren't giving me minutes. I don't know what to do. You know. It's got to be, it's got to stay ready, stay, like they use that, it's sarcastically, like put me out there and we'll win. Like that's what, that's what every one of those guys thinks. Mm-hmm. And that's not a Warriors thing. Don't take that as that. It's a young professional athlete thing because that's how they get from point A to point B. Yeah. Otherworldly ego. And I don't mean that like in a bad way. You, you need to have that to make it professionally. So I just, I don't see that happening with Yusuf Nurkic. Um, this from uh, Hodgepodge, uh, Adam R. Greenberg. I know it's early and we don't know the directions yet, but assuming we keep Dan McGraw, what do you think? Any early MLE targets catching your eye? Mm. I have heard more than a few names across the board, but so much of it depends on who they're able to get. If they're able to get. Then you fill in the rest. But the names that I've heard, they're all professional players in the sense of like, you don't hear about dumb stuff. They work hard. They know they're like, they're West Matthews types of players. Mm-hmm. Like they do A, B, and C. Do not ask them to do D, E, and F. It's not in their bag. It's, don't, it's not even a question. Move past right. it. But you put them in a role to do A, B, and C, and they will succeed. Like that's what I think. They're going to go get professional players and they're not well, going to be kids they, yeah 
they need that. I mean, I, at this point of where they were last year and how that whole thing kind of ended and where they're going right now, especially when you add the consideration of Dame coming back, uh, you know, trading major assets away for potentially building a more playoff uh, ready type team in a West with a lot of uncertainty. You're going to, you're going to need vets, man. You're going to need guys mm -hmm. with smarts. You're going to need guys willing to accept roles, know their roles coming in. Don't question it. And I mean, like, Miami. I, I'm not saying Portland's Miami in any regard. Like a lot of respect to Miami, but Miami is winning not only because Jimmy's insane and Bam's playing well. It's a team full of veterans that knows exactly what their role is, and they don't try to step over that boundary. It's the and fun. They, they play right into it. Yeah. Um, so people are saying like Josh Hart. Yeah. And that the problem is, is Josh Hart's going to get paid 18 million dollars to come off the bench next year for the Knicks. Yeah. The Blazers like. Math-wise, you've got what 40, 48 million for Dame, thirty million for Jeremy, and if it's not Ant, let's let's say it's Mikhail. Ant's okay. twenty-five, Mikhail's twenty-one. Million. Okay, okay, that right there. Let's just say 50, 30, 20. That's a hundred million dollars in three players. Mm -hmm. You can't pay eighteen million dollars to come off the bench, which is why <laughs> Shaden is so valuable. Yes. He's a rookie scale deal. The other part of this is interesting is they they screwed up with Gary. Yeah. I, th I think I think it's fair to call it that. That that's it, their screw up. Yes. But their screw up might have actually worked out in the long run because they end up trading Gary, getting 5 seconds and bringing in Matisse, and with Matisse they get his uh bird rights and then they have access to their MLE again. Mm -hmm. So they actually like they they may be in better shape uh, slot wise because with Gary, if Gary was still here they're not going to have that that ability to go and make that happen again right so I, I thought that was interesting I was like oh they can go do like kind of have a bit of a redo in this sense okay let's see where this goes um, yeah. like you've you've seen the players they've they've tried to bring in um, unsuccessfully. Mm -hmm. Joe Ingles, Gary Payton, and now Matisse Thibel. Like, yep. you can see what they're prioritizing. Athleticism, defense, playmaking, smarts. Mm -hmm. That matters. Yes. Like, those things matter. Like, if you look at... <laughs> if you look at the free agents, Chris Middleton, too expensive. James Harden, too expensive. Kyle Kuzma, too expensive. Bruce Brown, the Nuggets going to pay him. Cam you Johnson. you scroll a little ways, Danny. you got to scroll yeah. down a little bit. Cam Johnson getting paid. Like, you have to go down. Austin Reeves, paid. Josh Hart, getting paid. Dylan Brooks, don't care. Uh, Herb Jones, paid. Jay Crowder, washed. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., what? probably getting paid. Yeah. Things haven't gone well for him in Toronto, but, like, he's going to get paid. But, like, I'd love to have Gary back here in the sense of, like, I love Gary. Fit-wise, sure. eh. He, he doesn't fit size and defense per se, but, like, I'd be pretty open to having Seth back if he was open to it. Seth, I mean, Seth is on this list. Yeah. I would imagine, in, you know, uh, any in inhibitors that would um, that were blocking Seth, uh, I think, have now been removed. Mm. I think that's easy to say. Um, but they're going to have to, like, be smart with stuff. Like, do you... Yeah. Do you look at a guy like a Josh Richardson? Well, I, I would even throw this. Like, I know he had a, a little bit of a, a burst there in the postseason, but 
what is I'm, I'm just I'm curious like what's Lonnie Walker cost Lakers kind of are they going all in to bring they, all those they, good they, guys back? back uh do they take a flyer on a guy like a Dario Saric who has sure. some size some playmaking some shooting mm-hmm. but he's been beat to hell um but like these are the kind of things like when you're looking at like what they're going to try to do with MLE BAE trade exceptions like all those kind of things there's a lot there of like they need to hit those to fill stuff out. Yeah. Like that's I'm less worried about them hitting the home run like transactionally, the big move. It's harder to the to to kind of line up the stuff behind it. But yeah. I also think Dame's been working working and I would imagine that if they are able to accomplish A, B, and C, like getting the starting lineup squared away, that he's got he's got dudes behind it that would be willing and ready to slot in. It certainly feels like there's a group chat with certain dudes on it. It's like, uh, hey, uh, you know, when you have your slots available, you let us know and let us know what that number is. And I would imagine those discussions have already been kind of taking place with teams because the Blazers like want to have their frameworks of stuff leading up to that um priest is uh i saw a lackland in here somewhere so i want to make sure i'm shipping out for lackland air force base may 30th wish me luck hey man you took your oath enlistment you're going into the service best of luck to you shouts shouts to all my 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 air, fellow airmen uh, out there and yes that includes women airmen is appreciate your service it's too like, it's like dude there's no gender <laughs> behind it it's airmen not air women weird shit um from Jeb Aspie, is DeAndre Ayton still a target for Portland? Recent performance difficulty with Monty had me wondering a little. Well, we also had a very dumb tweet from Flex from Jersey as well um, that said that the Blazers were interested in talking around pick number three and DeAndre Ayton. I will tell you that's not true. <laughs> first of all, that's my first experience with Flex from Jersey. Uh, you know, first time, no time. Uh, second of all... I would assume Phoenix is shopping the living hell out of him, given how everything kind of ended. I know they've got a new coach coming in, but uh, I saw that report too, that whole number three pick, and I I, I about threw up in my mouth. Um, I don't feel his entire end run there is representative of DeAndre's entire future. No. And I think it is also fair to point out we know where weaknesses are, but also, you know who else looked a lot like DeAndre Ayton? Uh, Anthony Davis. You know why? Because Nikola Jokic is maybe the best player in the league. I think we need a reset here and some perspective of these guys are all really good basketball players. Mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic just happens to be the best amongst them. Um, so number three, hell no. Other assets? I'm still open to it. I am. He's young enough to get in a right situation where maybe he's appreciated. Dame's leadership plays a factor. If that comes into play for certain other assets, sure. Number three, no way. Like, if you're talking, like, Nurk and 23-plus salary filler, okay. The sure. only way the Blazers can do that, because of that $32 million that he's owed, the Blazers yeah. would have to – it would have to also be, like, you know, a deal for – a McHale would have to be kind of on the horizon and not a Pascal because yeah. McHale's deal is $21 million, Pascal's $37 million. Like, th- those are the things, like – I am a an Aiton believer, but he went on flex from Jersey. Went on to say, "Well, it would have been other parts, including them." I'm like, "What other parts? You have no bench. You have no picks, unless it's Kevin Durant. Like, 
what are we doing here? So don't don't believe three going to Phoenix in any way, shape, matter, or form unless Kevin Durant is coming to Portland. Yeah, no. To, I, to kind I of like go back to the very beginning of like the Blazers aren't going to just give stuff away. Yeah. So no. Um, and Jeff Workman at uh, JWKS, can Portland realistically acquire eight without using number three? Yes. Yes. He is, uh, DeAndre Ayton is a distressed asset. We talked about that last year. Uh, he was almost traded for Miles Turner uh, and Buddy Heald. I think Phoenix regrets that in hindsight. I 100% guarantee they they regret <laughs> that at this point in time. Uh, they should have gotten that done. Yeah. Um, but, hey, that's 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 how that goes. That's that's James Jones being one of the harder guys to get a deal done with in the league. Um, you tweet Danny from Newburgh. No number three for DeAndre. <laughs> <laughs> Not actually a thing. Um, this from uh, at TJ McGill forty seven. What tier of player? Please include names if possible. Can we really get with the third and twenty third picks? Is the twenty third pick going to Chicago to unlock future versus trade assets? Then he has this prediction of 23 to Chicago. Use Ant Nurk future ones to get a star, star and quality death, depth. May actually keep third pick. Okay, I want to kind of walk through this. The Blazers are not keeping the number three pick and also trading things around. Because if they're keeping the third pick, why the fuck would they get rid of Anthony Simons? Right. Like, sorry to be so blunt, but like, Ant's 23. That makes zero sense. And for all of the... I, I went on this rant on the radio, and I'll, I'll do the rant here. If you want to trade Damian Lillard, fine. I'm not going to argue. I see the... I, 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 I have said for years... You understand the logic. Yes. I, yes. I, I have yes. said for years, if you are not building up, tear shit down. Like, yeah. like But I believe the Blazers are trying to build up, which is why I'm, I'm, I'm on that boat, because they have that guy in Damian Lillard. But do not sit here and tell me you're going to be, be like good, great, grand, awesome for the next five, eight, ten years. You are going to suck. You are going to suck in a level that you cannot fathom. You are going to suck at le- like the Denver Nuggets, as great as they are right now. As great as they are right now. You look at Michael Malone's tenure. Look at everything that they have gone through and what it took for them to get to where they are right now. There are multiple calls to tear that team down. Mm-hmm. Particularly after the Blazers beat them in Game 7 in their own house. Mm-hmm. But they stuck with it. But you're talking about 2015 and 2016 when Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic were drafted. That's seven years. And that's getting the best player, the maybe the best offensive player we've ever seen. Oh, by the way, like, kudos, but also, I don't want to pretend here, the luckiest pick in the history of the league. Yes, he got drafted during a Quesarito commercial. Like, I, I'm sure they like him. They picked him in the second round, right? You only have they drafted in front of him. Draft. They picked a guy in front of him. Exactly. They didn't know. And so it's like, hey, we kind of like this big. He's skilled. He's a little doughy. I don't know. We can see what he is. Okay, great. Let's take him. And there's a Taco Bell commercial. And then in he comes, and Mike Malone's like, he's way too fat. 
And then he's like, oh, I am? And he lost weight. And though his body type doesn't indicate as much, he became one of the most conditioned athletes in pro sports. The dude plays 48. Appearances. It's in a level you can't so, fathom. Well, and, and the other thing, too, is like I, I saw a lot of this. I want to I kind of want to piggyback on your little rant here. Like, I've seen a lot of this, man. Like, and I, I get it. I do. I, I, I know it, it probably seems like on this show, super loyal to Dame guys. Oh, they, you know, give it all for two, three year run. That's not going to win a championship. Okay. I, I understand the opinion. I, I can't be mad at it. I understand it's probably realistic in the grand scope of things. But my perspective is you have your all time franchise player. You got a guy that literally wants to be your Dirk. He wants to be here for his whole career. Mm-hmm. He's going to get the statue, he's going to get the flowers. He's a huge member of the community. Your alternative to this I've seen on Twitter is well, you can't win with him. He's 33, he's on the, or he's 32, going to be 33. He's on the downside of the career here. You can't win with it. Scoot and Miller and Shaden and like this, and it's going to be that. And it's like, yeah, I love the assumption that you think that's just an automatic contender in four years, yes. man. It's the, four, the four years is, is like, that's, that's a conservative estimate. Exactly. But, but, but my point is like the odds of you hitting that is almost to me just as un, if not more unrealistic than you keeping Damon giving it a go in, in a very uncertain Western conference. Do just doing the simple math. Damian Lillard was voted as a top seventy-five player of all time. Mm-hmm. He's a now seven-time All NBA, eight-time All Star, I believe. Yes. Okay, so he has consistently been in the top ten, top fifteen in the NBA throughout his career, which is insane to think about. Okay, if you do the math of top seventy-five out of what is it? I think I was conservative. I said 4,500. I think there's been about 5,000 players through the NBA right now. That is the top 1.6% of players in NBA history. Think about that for a second. The NBA is the top 0.01% of basketball players on the planet. Mm -hmm. Damian Lillard is in the 1.6% of the 0.001%. For all of this, Scoot, uh, listen, I think Scoot is going to be great. But the likelihood of him coming half as close to Damian Lillard is infinitesimal. It's unlikely. Very unlikely. And that's if everything goes right. I love Ant. The likelihood of Ant making all NBA ever is slim to none. And that's with a guy who's one of the best shooters on the planet. Okay? Like, this whole idea of that everything is just gonna be great is so far out in left field. If you're telling me you want the reset, cool. I'm, I I get that. But don't tell me you're gonna be good and great and awesome right away. You're gonna suck. Young mm-hmm. teams suck. Mm-hmm. That's just, and it has nothing to do with Ant. has nothing to do with Shaden. has nothing to do with Scooter Brandon. You look around the league, they're not good until they're older. That's just the Orlando reality. Was Orlando was the best the best possible scenario. I believe they finished 29 and 28 after yeah. starting 5 and 20. Yes. And like, their hope, their joy, they're like, please, God, is to be 500 next year. 
Yeah. Like talking to Orlando, people like, look, we want to be 500. We want to compete for an eight seed. Like we want to be in the play in. And that's with the rookie of the year. Another guy who played like essentially a rookie of the year in Franz Wagner and a bunch of other really good young players. The idea that like that team is like they still need to add. They still think they need the, they need their number one. So like the whole idea of like, well, look at Orlando. Look at OKC. What what do you mean look at OKC? Look at them as a play-in team. Mm-hmm. Just because they're ascending right now doesn't mean they're not going to fall on their face. Do we not remember? Was it the 2014 Phoenix Suns with Eric Bledsoe and those guys that like made a little bit of a playoff run and we're like, hey, and then they sucked something fierce for six straight years. Yeah. Or, or, hey, how about the Atlanta Hawks two years ago? Making the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, they're here. No, they got... Kevin Herter was on with J.J. Redick, and he was like, we got there early, and then we got too far ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. The organization got too far ahead of itself, and we have, like, everything just fell apart. Like, it's just... It's one of those things where it's like, if you want to reset, cool, but you're going to struggle for four to six years. Yeah, I just I hate that the alternative to them is like in, it's infinitely the better option because you, yeah, you're guaranteed to win. It's more foolproof. It's a more balanced roster. And oh, by the way, Scoot, uh, you know, Brandon Miller, Shaden, like all these dudes like, OK, you, you like them. I understand it. You, you know, the one the one aspect of those players that you can't for certain tell me about. You cannot guarantee me that any of them have the loyalty of a Damian Lillard. No. So the very fear that a lot of you have out there for like half this man's career is he's not going to stay. He's going to ask out. Lamarcus asked out. Nobody wants to say Clyde wanted out. Like that, these same people telling you to blow it up, trade Dame, start it over the young dudes are the same people that were terrified for half of Dame's career. He, he's going to want to be a traded. He, he's too good. LA's calling and. <laughs> And now Dame wants to keep saying, hey, I want to stay here. They're not very good right now in this moment. And instead of maybe playing that out, getting rid of some assets that you've, you deem very valuable, you want to start it over with 19 and 20-year-olds because you tell yourself that's the best way to win. When I'm sitting here telling you not only is Dame one of one with skill and talent, he has an attribute that almost no player in this franchise's history had, and that's the loyalty. And in this league, in this day and age, I find it hard to believe almost anybody has loyalty ever. So the fact that you have a player with it, take advantage of that. And I just, there's my piece on that. You want to blow it up? Cool. Just stop preaching to me that you know that that's easily the better option when you don't even know if the guy you want to draft wants to stay here in six years. I'll tell you this. This isn't like the perfect measure, but I, I, I want people to truly understand the difference between a 19-year-old and a 25 to 27, 28-year-old. Here's the top 20 scores in the NBA this year by in, in their age. Embiid, 29. Doncic, 24. Dame, 32. Shea, 24. Giannis, 28. Tatum, 25. Steph, 35. KD, 34. LeBron, 38. Donovan Mitchell, 26. Devin Booker, 26. Kyrie Irving, 31. Jalen Brown, 26. Trey Young, 24. John Morant, 23. Zion, 22. AD, 30. Lowry Markkinen, 26. Julius Randle, 28. De'Aaron Fox, 25. So you've got... Zion, who played in 29 games up there. 
Ja, who's a generational player, who is generationally stupid right now, mm-hmm. Luka Doncic, and Trey Young, a the worst defensive player in the league and a guy that whose teammates hate him. Those are your three under 25 in this list. Mm-hmm. Luca Zion Trey. You think Scoot's one of those guys? And he's loyal? And he's healthy? And he's gonna by the way, Scoot's 19. So those guys are he's five years from that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I oh, hope he's good. Look, I just and the thing is, if you're okay with that, okay. But 99.9% of you aren't okay with it. You couldn't handle two months of tanking, let alone four years of bad. Stop. There's, there's the, there's, that, that's the rant, okay? Like, again, and I'm not saying that going with Dame is, like, unquestionably safe. It's risky as hell. Yeah. Committing, like, $160 million to this roster... Yeah. Yeah, no, that's scary as hell. It could absolutely boom, blow up in their face. No doubt about it. And then I'll sit here and go, shit, that sucked. But on top of it, dude, the thing that I'm going to say is, and you and I talked about this before Joe got the job. For the love of God, take a fucking swing. That's all I ever wanted Neil to do. Mm-hmm. And it never happened. Nope. It never happened. Safe moves. Safe moves by leveraging your only assets. Like, yep. it was... Yeah. So, um, completely got off where we were going with that. But, like, I just kind of had to get there. Uh, but back to TJ's question. What tier of player can we really get with a third, 23rd pick? Is the 23rd pick going to Chicago and unlock future first? As far as it goes with the uh, t- the 23rd pick to Chicago, I don't think the Blazers, number one, need to do it to get done what they want to get done. Nor do they need to give up a first-round pick. Chicago is up Shit's Creek right now. They have zero capital. I, I'm a big believer in the fact that Portland has a truckload of second-round picks. They just... Go ahead and give them those if you need access to them. I, I don't think you need to use the 23rd pick. Yeah. Hell, I could see the 23rd pick being traded straight across for a viable role player. Kind of like what Neil did, but getting one that makes sense. Like, the idea of what Neil did, like getting Larry Dance Jr., Covington, like, I didn't have issues with those. I thought they were overpays. And also, I thought Gordon was the guy they should have gone and got. Hmm. We got in the NBA Finals now. Weird. Um, <laughs> Where's the other 6'3 guard? Where's he at? <sighs> not Probably not, can't go. <laughs> yeah. With Cove. <laughs> right. Who wasn't even playing for yeah. him, and they needed him. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I love both those guys, but, like, yeah. those are the, – going down that is, like, okay. But when you look at this, outside of Mikhail, OG, Pascal, Mm-hmm. Those are the three names that over and over and over. And we'll talk about those guys too. Sure. Is there anybody else out there? And I should add Jalen Brown. Is there anybody else out there where you're like, they should look this way? 
outside of those guys, mm -hmm. I mean, unless somebody surprises the living hell out of us to become available, I don't know if it is much more than that. Um, if you're just talking about including number three, by the way, you know, Mikhail is interesting because the relationship with Dame, I would assume he's in that conversation. Uh, the Celtics very well could get swept tonight. That could be a done deal. Jalen maybe becomes an, an option for them. One of mm -hmm. many teams, by the way, is going to line up to say, hey, we'd love to have Jalen Brown here and give him some money. I'm a little hesitant to go past that. And to be honest with you, I'm not even 100% comfortable with that, with the number three pick. I've kind of grown to like the idea of can you split your assets up to add skill, talent, and depth and make your roster not only something that jumps to the playoff picture next year, but as last night I'm watching the Denver Nuggets celebrate, and yes, you don't have a Nikola Jokic, but I'm hearing, you know, we kept it together. We ran it back. People stayed patient. The West outside of Denver is a question mark. You don't know what a lot of these teams are going to be or where they're going to go, okay? Mm -hmm. I like the idea of splitting your assets, addressing roster needs, and filling out depth with good quality starters and maybe a, a bench guy or two with some trades. So the, the one I'm hinting at here, Danny, is if they went down the avenue because they don't feel that Pascal's worth three, I would actually commend them for it. Mm -hmm. I like Pascal Siakam. That's a huge. That's a huge trade for for Pascal Siakam. It's in my it's, opinion. it's massive because you're committing to not just Pascal, but you're committing to paying him. Yeah, and and I like Pascal. Okay, if they can find a way to get him another way, I'm all for it. But I kind of like the idea of Wendell and six and other draft capital. Wendell six and eleven. Yeah, I, I like that idea because yeah. then you swing those other picks. You get Ant, you make another big swing, and, you know, then you got Wendell, you've got Jeremy, you've got Dane, you got Shaden, and then, you know, hopefully that other swing gets you a, 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 a three. I have to admit the idea of three and Nurk for Wendell 6 and 11 does intrigue me. It's probably one of the more intriguing things. Um, I've actually talked to some folks around the league who think that the Magic should probably give up a little bit more in that, and one of Fultz or Suggs. I would love to have Jalen Suggs. <laughs> Defense, like, can't score, but defensive-minded sure. guard, young, yeah. but I don't think it's something that would Portland would keep either one of those guys. I think okay. those are assets that you would then flip, because I think a lot but, of teams around the league would like... The... I don't think six eleven ant is enough to get Mikhail Bridges because the difference between one of Scoot or Miller and one of the Thompson twins or Jarris Walker or in, in reality, I would imagine four is Amen Thompson, five is Jarris Walker, six is like I was talking to a scout last night who said, uh, I have a list. And anyone from six through 14 is interchangeable. And he's like, it's not a bad thing. Like yeah. it depends on what you like and what you want. Like this is a good draft. Mm -hmm. And, but the, like you're looking at a, like, sure. One of these guys is going to pop and be better even than expected. That happens yep. every draft, every single draft. But the idea there is like, 
there's rotation, like rotation caliber players, like guys that could be starters in the league in that area. But is that the posturing right now from the Nets is this? Well, Mikhail Bridges is the face of the franchise now. So, it, like, I don't know if we can part with him. Number one, go to hell. <laughs> go to hell. He's been with your team for 67 days. Go to hell. Do not tell me that. I No, 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 no. Look, I love Mike Richmond. Shout out to, to uh, Locked On. Um, he had the Nets guy on. I have not yelled at my car <laughs> in so long. We did the same thing <laughs> when he had the Nets guy on. I, I, I don't know if I would accept Anthony Simons and number three from Mikhail Bridges. Good. I hope your franchise stays in hell. Good, good. You deserve I was, I nothing. Was, I was not screaming per se. I was more so acting like that guy was in my passenger seat, and I looked and I go, "Who do you think you're talking about right now?" Are we talking about the same player? Excuse I me, love McHale. Love McHale. Okay. Had he fin which which is interesting he didn't finish on all defensive team. I think the idea that because McHale got traded, I think he lost some all defensive juice. That's fine. That happens. But but you know what? But like I mean, but like in recognition wise. But like it's not an indicator of who's truly always no, the greatest like, on defense. Mikhail is, is a guy like I can see winning defensive player of the year. I said that when he signed his, his deal. I was like, when they gave him that four-year $90 million deal, I went, that's a really good deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, good for Mikhail, life-changing money. Uh, the Suns got a deal. I'm like, and people were like, well, you think so? I'm like, I see him as being a defensive player of the year, and he ended up being first-team all-defense that year. Yeah. And then he started, like, showing, like, stuff that was like, I always thought he would be good. Like, I thought he'd be... Jeremy Grant level of offense, like 18, maybe not a ton in the playmaking, maybe not a ton in the rebounding, but like you could run some stuff through him, sprinkle in a little extra. Mm -hmm. But then he started showing the playmaking, which I did not think was there. And it was like, oh shit, like there's, there's real juice here. And now I'm not talking about 26 points a night with the net stuff. That's him as a number one option. The good thing is, you like you know he can do it now. Like well, he's you, played both sides, right? He's been a yep. one, and he's been relegated to like being a three, three, or four. four. Yeah, exactly. It's like so if he's your two or three, like you're doing great, honey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the playmaking is the biggest. Like that's the biggest thing for me. Twenty six tonight. What I, I'm not worried. Like offensively, you've got Damian Lillard. He's one of the three best offensive players on the face of the planet. Like I'm not worried about the offense. I'm worried about the digital playmaking. Right. But he started showing that juice. That's when I was like, okay. So you've got a 20-point-per-game scorer who's a first-team all-defensive player. When you shorten that list down, it's like five active players in the league. Jimmy Butler, it's LeBron James, um, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, oh, Giannis. That's the list. Oh, and Mikhail Bridges. Like, really good player. Yeah. Really good player. Hasn't been an all-star team. Really good player. Okay, so like, let's like say, oh, really good player, great contract, but there is a dividing line of who he is and who Jimmy Butler is. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you get to that point and you go, hmm, okay. 
But as far as like the sliding scale of stuff, I, this is from Alex. Could you see Portland working a deal around bridges that would involve multiple players from Brooklyn, i.e. Claxton and Finney Smith? Yeah, I've had that the most in my friend circle is like, I like, I love bridges. How do we also get Claxton in that? And I'm like, uh-uh. mm. look, I love Clax. He's very good. He's, you know, getting all defense votes. He's incredibly athletic. The Blazers would have to add additional capital to get Clax. If you want my, my thought process on what Ant and Three should get from the Brooklyn Nets, it should get Mikhail and Royce O'Neal. Which I all-star caliber wing, all defensive wing, playmaking wing, in his prime, on a good deal. Like, even if shit blows up in your face, you could move him. Like, let's say things went completely sideways. You could move Jeremy Grant. You could move uh, Mikael Bridges. Yeah. Like, you, like, if you have to tear it down, like, good player to have to tear down with. Well, that's kind of always been my position to the other side, too, is like, like Minnesota makes that deal for Gobert, and I, I, I get why people trash it. It didn't work, okay? Yeah. So like, me and Sean have talked about this. We both were kind of in on it because it's like, we suck forever. Let's just spice it up, right? And everyone's like, whoa, you gave up. My rebuttal has always been, you've got like three assets on that roster that you could trade and earn back like half that capital. Yeah. Like Portland would be sitting there with multiple players in their lineup if it doesn't work and something's to say, hey, it's got to end. You're getting stuff back. You're not just like, all right, it's not a whiteboard where you're erasing and you just, that's it. It's a blank sheet now. You get stuff back. You rework your situation. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like the worst case scenario, right? Um, but the idea of getting additional assets, I like that from the Nets. Um, what you're seeing from the Nets right now, and, and teams in general, it's posturing season, ladies and gentlemen. Smoke screens are a, a plenty. Uh, Hollinger's article in The Athletic. Uh, for all the people putting Mikhail Bridges in their trade machines, uh, I'd hold your horses. Uh, Sean Marks is um, Sean Marks is a talker. Let's say it, let's, let's say it that way. Daryl Morey, talker. They talk to the media. Masai Ujiri talks to the media. They play the game. That's why oh, you I consist. Think, I think, yeah. No, no, go ahead. We got talkers here too. In Portland? I mean, why is Jonathan Gavoni jumping on a Zach Lopod and going, I think they're going to keep the third pick. Like, I think that's a know? Schmidt solid. Oh, I didn't say names. I'm not I naming names. I, I, but... I will say this. Joe is not somebody who deals in the info trading game. Which is yeah. why you don't hear the plays like Neil gave everything exclusively to Woach. It mm-hmm. was a direct channel to Woach. Mm-hmm. Sprinkled a little bit to Jason and Dwight here in the market. Very rarely, as far as stuff that they were that they broke or went public with. Like I mean, Jason had to I got a tip from Keenan Lowe that Festus Azili was on a plane. <laughs> Chris Chris made it out. Because he became tight with certain dudes on the team. Like, it wasn't a Neil thing. No, especially with Chris. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so you're going to hear a lot from Philadelphia. You're going to hear a lot from Brooklyn. You're going to hear a lot from Toronto of what they're what they're doing. Of course, Mikhail Bridges is going to be the face of the franchise. Of course, uh, OG Ananobi is going to command three first-round picks. Of course, Joel Embiid is going to require uh, six first-round picks, four swaps, and every asset you own. Mm -hmm. 
because the GMs you're dealing with play the game the most. Mm-hmm. Do I think there is a world where Ant and, and Three doesn't get Mikhail Bridges? Sure. I also think in that situation, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be very sad that they did that because they don't control their own capital. And the idea and the ability to be top three in a draft like this again, they're hoping and praying that somebody else screws up along the way. And I don't like, me personally, I don't like playing that game. I like to control my destiny. Sure. And if you can be like, hmm, let me go ahead and take that right there, number three right now, in a, in a, in a draft where it's a three-player three, it's a three draft at the top. Obviously, there's a one player, then there's two more. Um, so that's I, I think that's ultimately where I fall with that. So does that, does that track for you? Yeah. No, I, I think I think we're kind of like in lockstep on that. Yeah. Um, is there anybody out there? I'm, I'm kind of going off, put the questions away for a second. Is there anybody out there? Um, is there anybody out there that's free agent-wise, trade-wise, like on the, not necessarily on the fringes, just like a rotation-level player where you're just like, I want that guy in Portland. Non-star turn. Like, you watch the playoffs and you're like, if Max Struess isn't in a fucking Blazers jersey next year, I'm going to riot. Like, that that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, Miami's got like eight of those guys. <laughs> they, I mean... But they I, only work in Miami. Like, do, do, don't forget well, what don't forget what happened to Tyler Johnson. The I, Nets yeah, I mean, paid him $70 million. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but... Well, didn't didn't actually didn't Miami end up paying him, and then they shipped him to the Nets? Oh, I think God. I think Riley that was Riley's big whiff. Like it was post LeBron. Tyler had a good little run. They said, "Here's the fifty million dollar bag," or whatever it was. It might have been he sucked, and then they instantly shipped because the Nets were like, "Oh, we'll take him. He'll be good," and he sucked. So, I you know I I, I really think it's you have to hit on fringe guys that have experience. And I think the tough part of looking at the free agent board for me is like, you know, I'm looking, I'm just looking right now. And this guy's not available. I think he's going to get paid. Dante DiVincenzo. Who is the Dante DiVincenzo of this year's free agent class? Because to me, Dante DiVincenzo ain't making $4 million a year. Dante is going to get paid. So can you identify the Dante DiVincenzo? I would say... White Dante is probably a guy I would put on Portland's radar for the MLE. Well, if you can if you can financially afford it, the MLE he would be near the top of my fringe role guy who really do, I thought he was really good for the Warriors, and I I'll I thought he had a, just had a dog shit series. Like, like that's that's what I, it was. I actually didn't think they went to him enough. I thought they were too inconsistent with him. Like he would hit a couple threes, he wouldn't get the ball till like the fourth, the third or fourth quarter. It was just like. It's hard to get a rhythm when you don't have a solidified, a truly solidified role. Yeah, uh, Dante obviously won a title with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a he's got that 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 title stink on him, right? You're like he knows mm, what it means. To it win. smells good. You know yes. what I mean? Like that's uh, Portland needs some of that. Um, I like Sarich too. I if as far as the big side of the market, and I, I almost like I don't think he's gonna be MLE because his injury history stuff has been too much. Yeah, um, it's a risky move, but I, I like if you be a Yid Sarich or a Georges Niang, mm-hmm. like something like that, you have my attention. I'd be I, very happy with Niang. You give me six eight six nine dude with a little bit of an asshole, the knock, knee grabber. Knock, Come on, knock down some threes. Like, Grab guys on sideline benches. Yeah, I mean, just you know what I mean. Like he, yeah. he's got a little bit of dog in him. Like. Those are the and, and White Dante is not backing down from anybody. 
Again, no. you're also Villanova guy. He's won literally everywhere. One in high school, one in college, one in the NBA. Um, if, if we're talking, we're just talking fringe role guys, guys that might not cost a ton, guys that could play roles not mm -hmm. only on the court but even in the locker room to a certain extent. Like I, I'm willing to even go here if they whether they win or not, I think could determine everything. Like Jeff Green's made his way around the league, you know what I mean? Like this Jeff Green. Somehow he hasn't been a trailblazer, and it is be insane. <laughs> like you have to like. That's what you need, though. You, you have to suffer through the guys. bad of Jeff yeah. Green to get to the good, but the good Jeff Jeff Green is going to win the Nuggets a game in the finals. He's going like to have a, a random game. Where yeah. he has like 14 and 12 of them are in a quarter, and you're like, the f how? He was drafted right. by the Sonics. I know. Like, It's insane. How is this happening? I know. And he's going to post a about shit on somebody. We talk a lot about LeBron, Danny. We don't talk enough about Jeff Green. This guy is still doing it. <sighs> Uncle Jeffy, man. Like, again, um, professional player. Yes. Like, I feel like if you if you just look at players that are over the age of 25, that's where the player pool starts for the Trailblazers. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm trying to take a look at a couple contract names before I... Because, like, I've heard names and I've heard people throw out names both here and uh, elsewhere. Can I throw um, one at you? Yeah. Possible at all? Reunion? Alexander Walker? You know what? Uh, I said something about him playing for the Timberwolves in the playoffs. He mm -hmm. looked like he's turned into a solid role player. I like what I saw. I got to be honest with you. And if that's the Blazers' 11th man, 10th man, mm -hmm. add him to the mm -hmm. roster. But those, like, that's the kind of thing. Um... The one that I keep kind of coming back to, yeah, as like a professional player that was a little bit down. Gary Harris. He had an incredible season this last year. Gary Harris, I like that. Yes, and he's got a little bit of the 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 uh, Eric Bledsoe contract. He's got a mm -hmm. non guaranteed thirteen million dollar contract going into next year. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what that would look like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you made a deal with the Magic, is that kind of the, like, do you say, also, I need you to toss in Gary. And you toss in a second round pick. If, if you, if we're talking about the thing we talked about earlier and you're talking about Wendell, Gary, and the pick? 6'11", like, like. Again, Wendell, no, I'm just saying, let's do, let's open it up. It's Nurk and three. Mm -hmm. Toss in two seconds. Okay. And you get back Wendell, 6'11", one of Fultz or Suggs, and Gary Harris. I think I would lean. I know the guy had a really nice turnaround for himself. I was actually really happy for him. I still mm -hmm. think I lean Suggs a little bit there between him and Fultzy. Okay. Because... The injury stuff for other teams could be a worry if you're looking to flip. And I feel like Suggs is still so young that teams would be like, no, 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 He'll figure it out here. Do you know what Harris shot this year? From three? Just in general, like his shooting splits. Because mm, he almost... 40, 48, uh, 39, and 86. 45, 43, 90. Yeah. Pretty effing good. And almost all of his shots were threes. Yeah. And that's all he is. <laughs> it, 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 he's, he's a three and D guy. Like it's nothing like 
It's nothing special, but it's another professional player. It's a winner. It's a, you know, I know he's in Orlando, but like they shouted him out yesterday. They were like Gary Harris and Monte Morris. And like those guys deserve credit too, for the Nuggets getting to this spot. They put a lot of sweat equity in and unfortunately they traded him and he was kind of the odd man out in that situation. But it's a dude that knows what it's like to be on a winner. And those are like, and somebody said that we don't need another six foot four guy. Who, who else is six foot four in this roster? If Ant is getting traded in another deal. Dame's your one, and like in a perfect world, in a perfect world, to me, if you're if you're moving on from Ant and three, is this your starting lineup? Is let let's let's say you you take what you get from Orlando and you send it to Brooklyn for Mikhail. I, mm-hmm. I I'm I'm not convinced that's enough to get Mikhail, but let's just go with this as a, a theory practice. I would go Dame, Tease, Mikhail, Jeremy, Wendell. And my bench would now be Shaden Sharp, Nasir Little, Gary Harris. I'd try to find a professional guard. Let's say you get Georges Niang on a BAE. Now you go find a vet min big rim runner, or mm-hmm. it's Drew. How much more balanced and deeper are you? Than You're, last year? I, I mean, how much more sense do you make? How yeah, much, I mean, you how much more playmaking do you do you have? How much more shooting do you have? Like that's the worst shooter in your starting lineup is Matisse, and you're just like, meh. Ryan just said I would be all about getting Tory Craig, super nice role player, good size. Yeah, and I also think he is a guy who's inexpensive. Now the Suns are probably going to try to keep him because they're desperate for any and all talent coming off their bench. But like those are the kind of guys. Yes, they yeah. need to. They need to. I, I am assuming the Blazers get a difference-making wing, and I am looking that to fill like out the priority roster. one for them. Yes, yeah. but I am looking at the 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 guys that kind of follow on mm-hmm. because that matters. You are seeing that in the playoffs. Who can get played off the floor? It's just. Eh. Uh, I've seen a lot of comments about Jalen Green. I've resisted talking about it because the Celtics are on right now. Um. When Brent and I first brought Jalen Jalen Green Jalen Brown up, I want nothing to do with Jalen Green. <laughs> I was gonna say like we talking about Jalen Green when no. the Celtics are no uh, Jalen Brown excuse me the other Jalen and the different color <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> what can Brown do for you <laughs> a lot um, but the idea of Jalen Brown and what you and I preface us on was kind of like what I was told in that. There's real frustrations in that locker room. Not like incredibly toxic stuff, but like any job, and I got criticized for saying this then, like any job, people get tired of people. Mm-hmm. And I can see how it's pretty easy to get tired of Jason Tatum's perfect hair and Marcus Smart's shit all the time. Yeah. Among a million other things in Boston. Okay? If they get swept... You, the, you better believe the Boston Celtics are looking at things. You heard, I, I almost guarantee everybody's seen the tweet or heard Bill Simmons say it. Anthony Simons in three for Jalen Brown. Look, I love Ant. I've, I've talked to him about the idea of being traded. I will always be in that dude's corner, no matter who he plays for, 
I will be pulling for him. Not as a not just a player, but as a person. I love the guy. But if you're Portland, that's I mean, I would respond if you're Ant. That's he gets it. It's a business. I mean, that's a lottery win for both. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I think Ant would be a monster. Yes. Ant with Marcus Smart on one side, Jason Tatum on the other. Yep. Woo, buddy. In the paint to finish lobs. Woo, buddy. Ant's putting up twenty-five and seven. Okay. Ant is super excited about that. Um, mm-hmm. I I just. You know, this whole, like, Jalen thing, and, and we'll see if the Heat can finish this thing off and sweep him. Yeah, I thought J.J. Redick said something today, and he was like, it's not, to me, J.J. Redick was like, this wasn't just a coaching thing. He's like, there's not a connection thing. There's a disconnect here. Yeah. And then I got home later, and I just opened Twitter to see if anything had happened or anything, and I see an NBA Central, you know, aggregate clip of of Kevin O'Connor, and he's saying they're close to being, being able to finally admit it's they fake like each other. They don't like each other. Yeah. This team, like there's guys within that roster. I'm not saying it's Jason and Jalen per se. I'm just saying like they're clearly playing this way and getting their ass kicked because there is a chemistry yeah. problem at this point. And so I think that's what the, the Simmons Rosillo thing. I went back and heard that and Simmons like floats it and the Rosillo's like, oh, I, I think you should be asking for Dame and the three pick. And I'm just like, yo respect your hoops knowledge here, but like three and an is more likely uh, a scenario here. And so I, I just think that move has been there the whole time. And yeah, the Celtics were winning and people were like, get out of here. It's garbage ass trade. Well, now they're, they're maybe on the verge of getting swept in the Eastern conference finals in a year. They should have taken a step to get back to the finals. That trade suddenly looks more realistic as, as the days go on. So I, I think that's overall your like big swing. If you're Cronin, maybe it is, maybe it isn't for him. But I think that's a move that actually ends up working on both sides where Ant could see Joe down the road and say, dude, thanks for doing that. Like, you sent me to a great organization, a great opportunity, and gave me that, that, that opportunity there. And I could see Jalen getting a change of scenery, coming back to the West Coast, and it making sense next to Dame. Um, uh, somebody asked a question earlier that I wanted to circle back to um, as it pertained to kind of like structurally from, uh, was it Gray? Uh, so with these sources, does it look more likely to go the Dame route versus keeping our pick? Hopefully we can do both. Uh-uh. You're not, you got to shit or get you're, off the pot. Yeah, you're not, you're not keeping the pick and Dame. No, you got to say we're blowing this up and taking the pick or we're trading the pick. And here's, here's the thing, like, this is going to make this all, all the more confusing after I just got done saying that. Without getting too much into it, I talk to Dame every couple of days, if not close to every day throughout the process of, like, who he likes, who are they talking about, like, and not the team. Like, like what is who is he watching? What, what's he watching for in the playoffs? What stands out to him? What guys, like, kind of show out to him? Like, what are those dudes that make sense to him? And not just, like, to add to Portland, but just in the playoffs. Like, I, I like picking Dave's brain because he's one of the greatest players that's ever played the game. <laughs> like, it's it's a thing that you want to know. With all of that said, and this is me speaking off of my interactions with Dave, if they use the pick, I don't know if that would force Dame to leave. Because I genuinely believe that through and through, he wants to be here no matter what. But you would be playing with fire. 
because I don't think he likes to have his word tested. I think, I think what I would say to that is like, I'm trusting what you're saying right now. It would go completely against his postseason getaway interview where it's like, I don't have time with 19 year olds. Cause Mm -hmm. like scoot makes zero sense for their current roster, right? If you go scoot, you're going with a different iteration of the blazers without the letter O. So you would naturally, if Miller was to fall, you hope it's Miller or like even amen Thompson. I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't understand that with Dame here. So I guess I, I'm not saying he wouldn't still be loyal. Maybe he would, maybe he'd just be like, you know what? Actually screw it. I want to stay here forever, whatever. But it would go completely against what he said if they used the pick. Yeah. I just, Dame loves it here. Like, I, I cannot echo that enough. Like, in, in the conversations I've had with him, in that he's going to be here when he's done playing. His family's he's made that abundantly here. clear, like, yeah. He's building a yeah. giant house here. Like, he wants, like, <clears throat> he doesn't want to pull that lever. He doesn't want to. That, that that's my interpretation. Yeah. Like, I don't think, but also at the same time, you got a bunch of idiots who are sitting out there. It's su- super easy to replace him. You know, you saw him on Twitter the other day. Like, go ahead, trade me then. See how easy it is to replace me. I know he's trolling him, but like, there's a part of me that's like, yo, f these fake people on Twitter, man. Don't <laughs> respond to them. There's more of us in the world than there are of them in the it's, world. It's man. like nine. Nobody it's wants- like ninety ten. Like I I I, I, I did a poll and, and you know, ninety five five. It's it's yeah, it's a lot. Um, this is from uh, at Nerd Runner. He has two questions. One assumption has been Scoot is on the board at number three. What if and expect this to happen? The Hornets do take Scoot. Does the value of the pick change? Does probability of keeping it change? Is Brown a non-target since he can get a supermax only with the Celtics? The reason I grab this one is it pertained to Jalen Brown. I have heard from a few people not within the Celtics. I want to be very clear. These are people in the NBA. and uh, A couple of them uh, are very close to around Jalen and the Celtics in general, but do not work for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, there is a hesitance or a reticency of like, do you really want to give Jalen Brown the Supermax under the new CBA? And my theory is this when they sign the new CBA. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think there's a world where they were like, what if, like, let's say peak LeBron James is the best player on the planet, right? He's a Supermax, and then everybody falls in line under that. Let's say the Supermax is $60 million. Let's use a round number then Giannis would be 59.8 and Jokic would be 59.7. Like there would truly only be one Supermax. And, and teams would be like, look, you're not getting paid more than him. You're not better than him. Mm-hmm. Much like the NFL. Like you, you have, when you look, the best players, they set the new market, right? Okay. I don't think that's going to happen. I think teams are just going to end up handicapping themselves and we're going to have player movement all over the freaking place on the uh, middle class of the NBA. But I think the Celtics look at that and go, um, we are not paying $120 million to two guys. Mm-hmm. Not only that, I believe the contracts themselves would put them at like $498 million for the two of them. 
I mean, Tatum's in total for in total five catch three eighteen. Like it's crazy. And I think Jalen's is five two ninety five. Oh, is it two ninety five? Okay, it's so two ninety five and three eighteen. Okay, so whatever that is. Yeah. So you're you're over six hundred million. With two guys, very similar games at the same position. <laughs> Buddy, that's a lot of money to put in escrow. Neil O'Shea could dream about that scenario. That's a lot of cash to put away. That's a lot of money. Okay. And the only way Jalen can get that deal is with the Celtics. If he's done in a sign-in trade, he's not getting the Supermax. It's mm-hmm. not how that works. But he could secure that max. Just not the Supermax. And maybe the idea of playing somewhere where things makes more sense. And I'm not saying that's even Portland. I'm just saying somewhere else. He's from Atlanta. Does he hate himself enough to go play with Trey? Mm-hmm. Again, I still think Trey's probably one of the more likely stars to get traded, but. Now, as a report, the Lakers are sniffing. Of course they are. They're doing what every front office does. Yeah. Their jobs. <laughs> I bet you Portland called San Antonio and was like, hey, about Wemby. And they were like, get fucked. Click. <laughs> like they probably have a they probably have a, a message, an answering machine that just says, get fucked every time you call about Wemby. <laughs> I feel like you couldn't answer the phone with Joe on the other side and say, get fucked. I feel like he, Joe is so nice. You're like, Joe, thanks for calling. Hope the fam's great, man. Have a great night. <laughs> You hope so, right? I would hope so, yeah. But, like, this, I just look at that, and that's how I ultimately go. Like, it's just doing due diligence. Yeah. Um, there's a billion more questions, but we're an hour and ten minutes in. So Yeah. Let's I, run this back. We'll do this again. I'm sorry we were late. Uh, I had the uh, comedy show oh, on Sunday, and then— I'll take ownership of it. So we You were had birthday to- stuff. Yeah, I had my daughter's birthday was the weekend, so I had a lot of rugrats running around, and then family like immediately after that party. So, I I couldn't do it Friday Saturday. That's my mistake. Danny texted me was like, "Let's do this a little earlier because Sunday I got a date night." And I was going. I all thought day. okay. <laughs> I backed out Saturday. I was like, okay, we're off Sunday, and then I was like, let's do Monday. And he's like, yep. And then Monday happened, and then Danny's like, I passed out, and that can happen. <laughs> I laid so down and I didn't set my alarm, and I'm like. I, I started the, the Lakers-Nuggets game, and I was awake, and I'm like, I'm going to just close my eyes for a little bit. <laughs> I woke up, and there's six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I was like, shit. That's me watching a major championship in golf. I'm just going to take holes four through 12 off, right? And it's like, oh, shit, they're on 18. But uh, we are going to do this um, more and more frequently. The Blazers yeah. – um, uh, the NBA at all is descending on L.A. right now because the um, – the pro days are happening, the agent pro days. So I believe the Blazers staff is down there doing that right now. Uh, I was told to expect workouts to resume again probably next week, I would think around the 26th, 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys they brought in so far, a lot of second round, a lot of late first kind of guys. Here's the thing. I expect the Blazers to use a pick, whether or not it's their pick. I, I think they're going to add a rookie to the team. I mean, you know, Joe has been with this team and he was on the previous staff. Like, they flourished in second-round yes. picks. So this might be an avenue he's familiar with. And, and you got Mike Schmitz, who's a guy who's very plugged into that world. And it's not to say that the Blazers don't have other scouts, but, like, that's something to fall back on as a strength. And Joe want, is a guy who, yeah. is, who, is a, who is a scout. Yes. Like, he cut his teeth as a CBA and a scout. Like, 
So I would. Cool. Um, Coker Time says that the draft party was fun. The, the lottery party was incredible. Um, the powers that be at 1080, I have um, may have taken my fork of success from the lottery party and been like, hey, we should probably do this for the draft too. So expect something to come out of that very quickly. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure the sales guys are going to love the fact that I'm giving them something else to sell <laughs> with a month's notice with the golf tournament four days later. <laughs> I mean, it should have it should have been on the radar anyway. I mean, but, it's a pretty big day. Yeah, it's going to be a big day. So regardless of whether 1080 or not does something, Brandon and I will be on location with a sponsor somewhere. I would probably imagine, as well as things went at Bricks, that would probably be another location we end up doing this again. Mm -hmm. um, it went off without a hitch. It was fantastic. Um, and again, shout out to Move Insoles, our new um, sponsor. You're welcome, Dame. Uh, <laughs> I'll clip that and send it to him. Um, thank you all so very much. If I didn't get to your question, if we didn't get to your questions, um, I, there's still more in here I want to answer. Uh, we will probably do that on, I don't know, Thursday, Friday. I have to take a look at the schedule, how things go. Yeah. Um, like, rate, view, subscribe, help us grow the show. The Discord link is at the bottom of this on YouTube. I have... I think added three or four mods. I will be slowly drip feeding stuff into discord over the next couple of weeks. Beyond that, I made a little announcement on discord and I don't even think I've told Brandon about this. Uh, we are going to be not migrating, but I will be housing everything in one platform. Um, whether or not that's YouTube within Patreon or YouTube within Substack. I want to have everybody have access to everything in there. Um, but also surprise, I'm going to start writing again because I tweet too goddamn much. Yes, you do. <laughs> and I need to put it like coherent thoughts together that make more sense because otherwise I end up saying the same things over and over again. And I want a place to kind of talk, like talk through things. Uh, so if you are already a paid member of on here on YouTube, you will have instant free access to whatever platform I move to. So you're welcome to everybody else who doesn't get that same deal because I'm cutting that off um, in the next day or two. Uh, I'm going to migrate the list over and then I will announce where we're going once I secure the contracts with everybody. Um, but yeah, it's more content. Ultimately is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So it'll be fun. Uh, I want to do some more stuff there. I'll do some more video breakdown stuff down there. Uh, I will drop the Shade and Sharp video this week. Uh, that is a promise. Uh, it is. I was, I'm was. i waiting to talk to one person about that. Um, I wanted to get their feedback on some stuff before I hit go um, and see if they had anything uh, additional to add. So um, thank you all so, so very much. Like, rate, view, subscribe. Help us grow the show. Help us get to 5,000 by the time we hit the draft party. I think we're just at 4,900 right now. We're just 100 uh, short of 5,000. So, again, thank you all. We will start ramping up. We took our break. We took our time. And now it's, uh, you know, I mean, we're a month away from the draft. Literally, two day. Month to the draft. It's going to come. It's yeah. going to be here quick, man. So, yep. you got anything else, Brendan? No, that's it. Uh, good shit. Good to be back. And uh, we'll try to get to the rest of the questions that we missed out on. Thanks for all the support again. And, uh, 
yeah, me and Danny will uh, text and figure out the day, and we'll uh, we'll try to stick to it this week and uh, get back into the question. Uh, you can find us. Uh, you find Brandon six to nine every morning, ten eighty fan uh, with his co-host uh, Andy Dirk Johnson. You can find me noon to three also on ten eighty with my co-host Dusty Hera, who is um, being a complete whore and leaving me by myself to go play golf with the Oregon Ducks tomorrow. I'm not remotely mad about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on social media at Jack Ramsey's email the show Jack Ramsey's gmail dot com at Danny Marank at Brandon Sprague. Uh, everybody, take care. Enjoy. Uh, go watch the rest of the Easter Compass.